What are you? We're ninjas. We're mutants. Technically, we're turtles. Ninja, mutant, turtle, teenager. Well, when you put it like that, it sounds ridiculous. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and Mike Volpe is once again in the studio with yes, me. Yes, I am. Uh, we have a lot to do, as we always do, and we're going to kick things off with a game. Ooh, all right. We love the games here on the Geek Generation, <clears throat> and we haven't played in this one in a while, but this is How Many Followers? Ooh. For people that have not heard this game before, play <clears throat> it like this. I give Mike two different celebrities that have uh, verified Twitter accounts, and he has to guess which one of those celebrities has more followers. Mm. Simple enough concept. Yes. I have five here, so if you get three out of the five, I would say you are successful okay. in winning the game overall. Yeah. I think your record is pretty good in this, though. It's tough I game. think you miss, like, one normally. Yeah. That's that's kind of your average, is you miss one each time. All right, so this is the uh, America's Got Talent category. Oh, Howard Stern. Yes. Or Howie Mandel. Huh. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough because Howard Stern has, I don't know how many listeners, millions. Right. And he probably picks them up because of what he's doing on TV. Mm-hmm. Howie Mandel has been around forever as well. Mm-hmm. Done movies and everything. But oh, see, I remember Howard saying that, like Howie Mandel is like always tweeting, I think, mm-hmm. during the show. He's tweeting this, tweeting that. So he's he's very active, but that could turn a lot of people off too. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> You're it's talking tough. against yourself. I am That's because the I, I want to go. I want to say Howard Stern, but I don't know because I'm going to go Howie Mandel. I just think because he's more active on it, people are are going to be tuning into him. You think he's more in tune with the modern social media landscape? Probably. Although. He, Howard Stern has Beth, and the people just want to see him tweet pictures of Beth. This is hard. This is a stupid game. I hate it. I hate this game. I love this game, but I hate it. Uh, all right, I'm going to go Howard Stern, final answer, clocking in. Howard Stern, final answer. Yes. Okay. Howard Stern, at the time of this, which was, I believe, yesterday I put these together, uh, he had 1.58 million followers. 1.58. I didn't good? even have 150. <laughs> Feeling good about that? Yeah. Okay. But we'll see. <laughs> Howie Mandel. Yeah. Six hundred forty-one thousand. Yeah. So uh, more than double Howard Stern had. Jeez. Even though I don't believe he even uses it that much. No, he really doesn't. Howie's he like on AGT every night, like at Howie Mandel, and he puts People it out there all the time. Care. And he's done so many. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe the uh, the overuse, like you had said, was possibly a yeah. part of that people will follow you you tweet one thing and then they unfollow you what did you follow me for it's so weird <laughs> all right moving on yeah wrestling oh daniel bryan oh no yeah <laughs> why oh no oh because no cm punk's not on there anymore yeah or, or cm punk oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you know it was coming is he still on twitter he is he's active again he is okay Daniel Bryan or CM Punk? A lot of factors to consider here. When you deactivate... No, he didn't deactivate his account. He did not. He just stopped tweeting at one point. It's tough. See, Daniel Bryan's much more in tune with, like, the kids. They Mm -hmm. like him. Kids probably aren't tweeting. Their parents or older siblings might be. Okay. CM Punk is more in tune with the, like, attitude era people. Mm Because he still has that factor to him. I want to go CM Punk. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't buzz in yet. Because then WWE didn't. likes to push their people, too. So they're, is it Daniel Bryan's WWE account, or is this like a... The, both of their accounts are their them. WWE slash... They're verified accounts. These so are them. them. Hmm. 
just because I would like to believe it, I want to say CM Punk, final answer, buzzed in. <laughs> I like how you invented your own buzzer all of a sudden. <laughs> we never had one, just me. Okay, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. 1.72 million. I'm fucked. So he was higher than Howard Stern even. Wow. How right? did that happen? Right? That's like everybody who watches WWE on a weekly basis. <laughs> Isn't their ratings like one point something? Or I don't know. Maybe. Something? Maybe. Feeling good? No. <laughs> no. CM Punk. Yeah. 2.25 million. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? CM Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> so he like not not doubled, but wow, how a did ton more than, that uh, many? than Howard Stern. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. So you're two for two. Oh, doing well, doing well. Uh, this is a miscellaneous one. There's really no major connection between these people that I'm aware of. I'm sure there is at some level, but uh, Bruce Campbell uh-huh. or Clark Gregg. I don't know who Clark Gregg is. Agent Coulson. Ah. Oh, this is tough, too. This this goes right back to, like, they appeal to similar people, but Bruce Campbell. He's Walking Dead, but a lot of people like yourself aren't really into the Walking Dead. Walking well, you know, Dead. They're not Walking Dead. Uh, uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. <laughs> but uh, your brother would be all over that one. Yeah, I know. Um, well, Bruce Campbell's like his favorite. Yeah. I want to go with Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson. Final answer? Final answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Yeah. 291,000. Yep. It's low. Clark Gregg. Yep. 373,000. Yeah, three for three. three Either for way, three. I won this game. <laughs> I can just screw around now. We won the game. Now we got to see if it's a clean sweep or not. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, we're moving into a Marvel category. Uh-huh. And we're going to go bruiser versus bruiser. Mark Ruffalo. The Hulk. Or Dave Batista. <laughs> Why is it when I read the second name, you're just like, nah. well, Batista has interesting stuff because he, yeah, I, I feel like Batista because he's got the WWE universe behind him. He's got now people who saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Who was the first guy again? Mark Ruffalo. That's right. The Hulk or Batista. Hmm. I imagine Batista only having like six or seven hundred thousand for some reason. I don't think he'd be in the millions, but I could be wrong because hmm. he disappeared from WWE for so long. People might have forgotten about him. I don't even know if he was using Twitter then. Yeah, I don't know. Mark Ruffalo. I'm going to go with Batista. Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looked like you were swinging the other way for a second. And then you jumped right on Batista. I just... it. I don't know. We'll find out if my... Well, you do it, and I'll tell you if my thinking was right on this. Tell me your thinking first. My thinking is that an athlete in general is going to bring in... He's a movie star and athlete. Okay. So he's covering two genres. Bring in more followers because he has more to talk about. Like, there's more interesting things that he can say versus just a guy who does movies. Logical thinking. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Mark Ruffalo. Yep. One million followers. Even? Well, I mean, approximately. Yeah, when you uh, look at it, it gives yeah. you an average now if they're at a certain like height or whatever. Uh, Dave Batista. Yep. 803,000. Ah, it was higher than I thought. I would have gone the same way as you, though. I would have thought his popularity from Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy of the Summer as well as the WWE fan base would have put him over the top of I mean, most actors. 800,000 isn't a lot. Right. I mean, holy crap. But yeah. 800,000 people... And some could be spam, but they like you. They're following you. They're exactly. curious about your 140 characters. Yeah. More or less. So four and one. Four and one. Four and one. Better than 21 and one. Last one. Comedy. All right. Comedy acting. Yes. Joel McHale. From talks, uh, from, uh, yeah. I the know Soup, from yeah. Community. Mm-hmm. Or Steve Carell. Hmm. From The Office, from lots of movies. Steve Carell just seems to be the logical answer because I mean I don't know how much either of these guys tweet, but Steve Carell, I would imagine I don't know. I'm gonna go Steve Carell, final answer. Because <laughs> I would rather follow him. Okay. I just feel like he's more relevant. Makes sense. Joel McHale. Three point four seven million. How? Who cares? I don't know. Community. Who I mean, knew? I don't know. 3.47 million. Yep. Steve Carell. Yep. 
four million. I win. Wrong. <laughs> what? At least three point four million versus three point four four. Three point four seven oh, for Joel McHale. Three point four four. I was off by point three. Point zero three million. Wow. You're off by. Well, I went three for five. You called it. <laughs> that was so close on the last one, too. Yeah. Missed it by that much. That much. <laughs> I would have thought Steve Carell as well. I didn't realize Joe McHale was that popular. I didn't know Joe McHale was even relevant still, but <laughs> apparently he is. Community is a thing. Yeah. We have another game to hop into, though. All right. Are you ready for this one? Possibly. Because last time you didn't fend so well. Oh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WWE theme quiz. Oh, round two. I suck at this stuff. <laughs> round two. He's going to pick the most obscure shit. <laughs> uh, it's been... Like the Brooklyn Brawler or something. <laughs> it's been 20-something episodes since we played round one. Yeah. Uh, people on Reddit especially liked playing the game that we had our uh, YouTube version of. So there were thousands of people that played it via YouTube, as hopefully they will this one as well. And uh, I've got five theme songs for you. They mm. start easier and they work their way into more difficult. Yeah, I failed on the first as one. they though. do. And uh, hopefully you can identify at least a few of them. I hope I can get one. All right. Kicking it off with theme number one. <laughs> Jesus, who the hell knows? Really? 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 But listen to the tone of it and the feel of it. Do you need a hint? Yeah. The new ECW. I did not watch any of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, I have... Oh, jeez. I have no idea. I'm going to fail this. I'm, I'm, I'm clueless, yeah. Kevin Thorne. Oh. The vampire game. Yeah. And he came out with uh, Shelly. Shelly Martinez. Yeah. Or Ariel. Yeah. Was her name? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Picks the obscure ones. See, I don't think that's. That I obscure. watched the first episode of the ECW show, and that was it. I was like, "This is." I, I honestly didn't think that was that obscure. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. This is only going to get harder. Uh, I don't know. I think you're going to get at least one of these. I mean, you got Maven last time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that guy's back working at Burger King. Not that it's a bad job, but you go from TV to Burger King. Right, it's a bad right. job. Number two. Oh my god, I know I know this. Oh my god, I can picture him. <laughs> Keep him? it going. Don't oh, no. you mean them? Can you start that over again? Nope. Oh. Oh, is this the world's greatest tag there team? There you yeah! go. Because I'm all I was picturing was like Kurt Angle, and I'm like, it's not Angle, though. Charlie Haas and Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin, the world's greatest tag team. There you go. I Got knew you'd one. get at least Got one, one of them. I'm in. I knew it. So I this knew game, it. I'm just the opposite of the other games we play. <laughs> like the fake news story. I'm good at that. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is the one you should be good at, though, which is the confusing part. No. This next one, I don't know. I'm scared for you already. Oh. But uh, let's give it a shot. Okay, quick. Nope. Nope. I know it seems like it would be. It's not. It doesn't fit the guy who it goes with. That's the problem. Wait. Really? Is the guy white or black? White. Oh, no, I'm screwed. <laughs> 
The singer is DMX. I have no idea who the hell this could be. Can you give me like, is there a, like a, like a, a decade this guy, is he current? He came over during the Alliance invasion. He was a WCW guy. And this was not his first theme in the WWE. Oh God, he must have been that short-lived then. I have no idea. It's I know I've heard it too. Billy Kidman. Oh yeah, this had nothing to do with him. No, it was weird. He did like a weird gimmick change and started wearing like a ring jacket and stuff and cut his hair short and everything. And then instead, I liked him when he was in the flock. Yeah, and then they gave him a DMX theme song. Great to see the flock come back. Wait, who's the flock? That was Raven. And he had Perry oh, Saturn okay. and Kidman. Yep. It was basically what they're doing with uh, the Wyatt family. It was like that. See, my first exposure to most WCW people was the invasion. Oh. Because I started watching only a few years prior the to The flock that. was the same idea. Raven had his flock of guys, and they would just surround the ring and go in and just beat people. Cool. <laughs> like three But they were warning. all like guys that you would just see. They were like found on the street. Yeah. Like, Awkward looking. If you didn't watch the new ECW, I worry for you on the next uh, one then. Crap. <laughs> Number four. Don't waste. I'm ready to turn. Yeah. I want my close up, baby. Don't waste. Yeah. Uh huh. Yo, yo, here we go. I've been sitting here waiting. Standing at the top of the ramp. Towel over his shoulder. Now I'm ready to prove the world wrong. Take it off and I'll let's go. Yeah. Did not watch that garbage. I have no idea. See, the new ACW was great. Compared to what? <laughs> now WWE. <laughs> oh, jeez. I have no idea. I remember a guy coming out with a towel, too. The man with the silver tongue? No, I don't know. Elijah Burke. Is he still around? No, he is in TNA as the Pope. Oh, yeah, that's who that is? Mm-hmm. He's still in TNA, too. He wasn't even that good there. I don't know. I think they let him go. It's possible. He was really good in ECW, though. I was surprised that they actually got rid of him. And they, what is it? They did the uh, the new, what was it? The new breed or the new whatever they called it. Mm. Uh, and CM Punk invaded them and everything and kind of broke up that faction like that's what i love that's when cm punk really debuted in the new ecw yeah. and entered that faction destroyed it from the inside and everything that was awesome i liked it okay we got one left <laughs> you're doing so fantastically as before this. uh you're gonna have to bone up before the next game on old wrestling themes this next one is like last time we had a big guy with his first theme. Like okay. we had John Cena at the end last time. Yeah. And it was his first theme. Yeah. This is another guy that's big now. Yeah. But I'm going to give you his first theme. Super generic song. Do you want to take a guess? He's one of the big guys now. He's a big guy now. Major player. I don't even know who's big right now. I fall asleep by the main event. Uh, <laughs> I have no, Rob, I have no clue. It is the legend killer, the really? apex predator. Wow. Randy Orton. I never liked him. I always ignored him. I suck at this game. I'm never going to win this one. I don't know how much easier I can make it for you without, like, just picking it, ones you that you blatantly know. Stone Cold on the Rock. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I don't know. My, uh, or it'll be like Undertaker God, or something. God, I used to be so good at that stuff, too. Yeah. I just pushed it all out of my head. See, I know stuff from the they're era that so I watched, but generic. like, there are probably new ones that if I listened to, I probably wouldn't be able oh. to recognize at all. Randy Orton, yeah, he had that, like, 
generic guy entrance music. <laughs> yeah, well, they all kind of start with like the generic thing. And it's funny, too, because a lot of those themes are just things that they like license. But you'll mm. still hear them on commercials and stuff like the Hardy Boys original theme. I used to hear on things here and there yeah. just because it was it was commercially licensed music that you could just like buy and use for whatever. You know, it wasn't specifically theirs. I think that's why they really have an in-house crew now. There's a guy who's doing a lot of their music now or a group, and they're actually very good. Like, I've listened to a lot of the music that they've done. Like, they do Jack Swagger's theme. Yeah. And they, they do pretty much everybody's. Like, even Pages. I thought Pages was going to be a band. But it, I looked it up, and it was actually, like, just this in-house mm. team that they use, which is very good. I like Page. Yeah. I like Page a lot, too. <laughs> Uh, so you were saying you were hungry earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I love when he does this. That means we have food here. We have something to taste test because it just blew me away that this would even be a thing that existed in the realm of food. Uh, people might be aware of the Lay's potato chip for new flavor type idea that's going oh, around. Thank you, God. I want potato chips. I didn't buy all four. Oh. But there was a particular flavor that just intrigued me because I was like, why is this a potato chip flavor? Okay. And that particular flavor, are you familiar with the ones that they came out with? I have no idea. There was like a mango salsa okay, one. That could be good. It could be. Because you dip the chip in salsa. Yeah. So it makes sense. Combine them. There was a, um, what was it, macaroni and cheese and bacon, which sounds Ooh, fantastic. That, did you try it? I haven't, no. Oh. I haven't tried any of these. Um, oh. And then there was one other one that I forget what it was. It was, yeah, I don't remember the other one. Maybe like a Chipotle. I don't know. I forget the other. But the Doritos one that really intrigued me. Too. The one that really intrigued me was the uh, the cappuccino flavored Lay's. Cool. Which uh, a lot of people are saying is a decent dessert chip, but I don't know. So the we can do a little coffee flavored potato little taste chip. Test I'm gonna get up and go get them. I'll be right back. I can smell. Ooh, I can smell the the coffee type flavor there. I'm gonna the grab a. Cooking. I can smell what the rock is cooking. Yes, if we're gonna keep in the wrestling realm, and. Wow. Uh, uh, let's see how these bad boys taste. Yeah. They are kind of brown tinted, which always it does smell disconcerting. Like someone just put a fresh cup of coffee in your car. Not like a strong smell, though. Interesting. I like that. Did it's you? sweet, almost. It's very light. I don't it's know if it really works with the potato that much. Cinnamon though. and brown sugar in it. Oh, that makes sense. That's kind of what I taste, mostly. Oh, wasabi ginger. I, I don't, saw that on the shelf. Yeah. Oh, that was the other one, yeah. yeah. I don't get a big hint of coffee off of it, though. You, it's initially there. The initial taste is coffee. Back. And then as you chew it more, you taste more of the cinnamon. Mm. And the cappuccino flavor. Mm-hmm. Eh. It's all right. It's not something I, I want to try. Eat. Bacon mac and cheese. See that one sounds good. This is the weird oddball bacon, one though. Mac and cheese. Oh, sorry. Wavy mango salsa. Why would you not have cheddar bacon oh. mac and cheese? Like, what kind of mac That's and cheese are they going with? <laughs> We're gonna make. Oh, mac and cheese their with. website is dousaflavor.com. Oh boy. Because they probably want you voting on the four flavors. Voting began July 28th and ends October 18th. It's not bad, but it's not particularly great either. Central time. Yeah. What's your final assessment? It works for me. I know you just want to keep eating them, but... Well... <laughs> I, I don't necessarily want any more, but if it's going to not make you eat them all right now... Yeah, I got to give them back. <laughs> he likes to chew a lot during the show. So, yeah, I'm... I'm yeah. They're all right. It was uh, it's good. It's not great. Yeah, I think people should try it. You wonder coffee and potato chips. It works. Most things that I that I buy to try, it's like, oh, okay, it's all right. This one's just like, yeah, no, I can kind of do without this one. Didn't necessarily I'm need sure you to. Don't have the bacon mac and cheese over there. I'm sure. I'm sorry. I know you're expecting me to pull it out anyway, but I really don't have it. No, 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 I'm just kidding. No, I, got excited. <laughs> I was looking down and I turned my head so fast. I'm just going to whiplash. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that was mean. That <laughs> was mean. <laughs> go in your room. Oh, man. I'm, I'm finishing go, this show. I'm going to go sit in this boiler room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was it's that. Good. 
<laughs> we are going to take a quick break. Um, before we do, I want to remind people, you can support the things that we do so we can continue to buy weird flavored foods by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. That is our Patreon page. When you get there, if you sign up, you can choose an amount, and that amount will be automatically donated each month. You can cancel that donation at any time with no penalty. We are asking that you donate $1 a month to help us fund this endeavor. Uh, we would appreciate that so much. Again, that's thegeekgeneration.com slash support. If you'd like to give more than that, we also appreciate that too. But $1 a month will do just fine. We're going to take a quick break, like we said, and we will be right back. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hello, Taryn Southern here, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. We are back, and it is time for the news. The news. A couple weeks ago, the most pristine copy of Action Comics number one ever graded by the CGC became the most valuable comic book of all time, as the issue sold for a grand total of three million two hundred seven thousand eight hundred and fifty-two dollars. Do you know what the significance of Action Comics number one is? Why is 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 such a valued, important, special issue? No idea. No idea. Mm -mm. It is the first appearance of Superman. Oh, look at that! Look at that! You would think it would just be called like Superman number one, but no, it is Action Comics number one. Nineteen thirty-eight. Nineteen thirty-eight. June. It is old. I think it got like a a ninety percent pristine rating or something like that. Wow! Before this, I know a few years prior, uh, there was. One sold for just over two million, and it was Nicolas Cage who sold it because he had a copy because he's a big, big Superman fan. Because hmm. he almost played Superman. That's right. Superman. The comic was put up for sale so by money Pristine for Comics, book. who will be donating 1% of the total, roughly <laughs> 32000 to the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. Mm, they're going to keep the other millions. And to give away 32000 ain't anything shabby. No. Who knows how much they actually make on a regular basis. That's probably their pay for a few years. Most comics aren't going that high. Amazon has announced that the company has reached an agreement to acquire Twitch. In July, more than 55 million unique visitors viewed more than 15 billion minutes of content on Twitch produced by more than 1 million broadcasters, including individual gamers, pro players, publishers, developers, media outlets, conventions, and stadium-filling esports organizations and the geek generation we've been on twitch thegeekgeneration.com slash twitch ha sometimes you can watch me playing games sometimes you can listen to our show live here twitch launched in june 2011 to focus exclusively on live video for gamers under the terms of the agreement which has been approved by twitch's shareholders amazon will acquire all of the outstanding shares of twitch for approximately 970 million dollars the acquisition is expected to close in the second half of 2014. 970 million, million dollars. Million dollars. That's ridiculous. It is crazy. Money. It is crazy. But that's the price that these big I mean when you have 1 billion or 1 million people broadcasting, creating content for free. That's you just own the platform and they create the content, that's revenue. Mm-hmm. You can put ads before. I mean there are already ads that run before a lot of Twitch streaming stuff that the content creators don't really get any money for. That's just yeah. for Twitch. So, wow. Very interesting. Wow. Probably a smart purchase. I'm hoping that that means we're also going to get a better infrastructure for Twitch because I really like it, mm. but it needs some improvements. It's not as strong as it could be, but it's only been around for a couple of years, a couple of years now. So, wow. Makes sense. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the team behind 21 Jump Street and the Lego movie are rebooting a classic series for a return to television. Sound familiar? It does. Look at what's happened to me. I can't believe it myself. This is just like the WWE game. It is. <laughs> it gets the theme song. It's one of my favorite TV themes ever. 
Oh my god, I know this. I can't picture. I, uh, I failed again. Who is it? Who are they bringing back? Who could it be? Me. Believe it or not. Who is it? Just me. It is the greatest American hero. Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Based on the TV series, which ran from 1980 to 1983, the greatest American hero follows a teacher who becomes a reluctant superhero after extraterrestrials give him a special suit with powers he can barely understand or control when he loses its instruction manual. That's funny. I don't remember this show, but the theme song I do. Yeah. Well, there's... They're bringing it back. They are bringing it back. Uh, And it is from a quality writing team. So I'm hoping the series itself will be quality as well. If the theme sounds familiar and you haven't necessarily seen the show, it might be if you're a Seinfeld fan, because believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which was a parody of the greatest American hero. Yep. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. So, (laughs) that is one of the best TV themes of all time, I think. And I did not even have to download that for the show. Because I had it already. Of course you did. (laughs) But I'm excited. It's a great concept. And this is an acceptable amount of time before you reboot something. 30 years. That's okay. The timing of it works out well, too, with all the superhero movies. Absolutely. TV shows. So that actually makes sense. Cool. I'm excited for that. Ubisoft has announced that Assassin's Creed Unity has been delayed two weeks from its original release date. The upcoming game for Xbox One and PlayStation 4 will now debut on November 11th, the same day that Assassin's Creed Rogue will launch for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. So last week I was, or not last week, a couple weeks ago, I was saying that I thought it was weird that Assassin's Creed Unity was going to come out only two weeks prior to another Assassin's Creed game, even though they're coming out on different systems. But now they're coming out on the exact same day, which is even weirder. What's Unity for? Unity is for current generation, so Xbox One and PlayStation 4, whereas Rogue is for 360 and PlayStation 3. Are these just separate games that don't tie into the main story of the other games? Unity is uh, during the French Revolution, so it's now an extension of the story that we've been seeing. Rogue is kind of a one-off. You're playing as a Templar instead of an assassin, so you're actually playing from the Templar side hunting down assassins. Interesting. Hence the name rogue hmm. so it's someone who was an assassin and then became a templar so to continue the main story now you have to purchase the next generation yes which always happens yeah because that's the way batman will be as well arkham knight is mm. for uh the current generation only so you'll need to upgrade to finish off that trilogy mm-hmm. warner brothers interactive entertainment has announced a release date of november 11th for Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. Ooh. The game will be available on Xbox One, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Wii U, Nintendo 3DS, PlayStation Vita, and PC. The Lego games are always very smart about hitting all the major consoles and a lot of the lesser consoles as well. But it's all over the place. I love these games so much. I really do. Especially the Lego Batman. Who's I love the Lego games Superman? in general, but... uh. That Robin? Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. Of course, he's hiding behind Superman. Yeah. I love the sense of humor of the Lego games. I love the gameplay. I love everything about them. I like how Batman's cape They're wonderful. is all the stuff's happening in it. Right. Like, it's you the space. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You got to look at the picture. <laughs> yeah. The the <laughs> the picture will be on the post at thegeekgeneration.com for this episode. This game, too, also kind of shows off that they're making the transition to the new 52 costumes. Mm. So if you'll notice, Batman and Superman don't have the trunks in there anymore. Wonder Woman's design is updated for the new 52. So all the mainstream games are now converting to the new Mm. costumes as well. Yep. Which I'm not necessarily a fan of. But in the Lego games, it doesn't matter as much because they don't have crotches. I didn't even notice. (laughs) They don't have crotches, so it doesn't matter in the Lego games. but. When you're looking at somebody who's a person that's not wearing trunks, I think it makes a difference. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this one. It's a couple weeks old, but uh, we haven't talked about it on the show yet. 
WWE has announced the release of Alberto Del Rio. Good. What a waste that was. Due to unprofessional conduct and an altercation with an employee. Did you hear anything about this? No. No. I heard that he was released. I'm fine with that. He sucked. Yeah, I'm not bummed that he's gone. I was never really a big fan of his. I'm boring. The company issued an official statement via Twitter saying Alberto Del Rio is responsible for his own actions. If you're angry at anyone, be angry at Alberto. There's no excuse for a pro athlete not to conduct themselves in a professional manner. Reports claim that Del Rio slapped WWE's manager of social media live events, Cody Barbieri. Yeah. After Barbieri made a racist joke about Del Rio, Wrestling Observer's David Meltzer wrote, Based on sketchy stories and what wrestlers have been talking about at catering, somebody asked this web producer to clean off his plate. The person joked something along the lines of how that's Del Rio's job. Del Rio found out and confronted him. As the story goes, he didn't apologize and then smiled at him, and then Del Rio slapped him as a result. Well, I mean, whose fault is this really? Uh, it's, it's instigated by the social media guy. So fire the social media. I, mean, I think WWE was looking for an excuse to get rid of Del Rio. The rumor was that he wasn't going to renew his contract mm. at the end of it anyway. But as as much as I want to blame the social media guy because he's the instigator mm. here, there's never an excuse for violence. Mm. Even if you are a professional wrestler, they have to handle themselves professionally. And to get physical with somebody else is a problem. If it was just an argument, he wouldn't have been fired. And Mm. he probably could have even got the other guy fired for those type of comments. But he took it to a level where he put the blame on himself and can't really apologize for that. Because he's Alberto. You suck at the fuck out. He was terrible from day one. Yeah, I was not a fan. Good news for Harry Potter fans, of which I know you are a strong one, Mike Wolby. You know it. (laughs) Variety is reporting that four-time Harry Potter director David Yates has signed on to direct Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The big screen return to J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World hits theaters November 18th, 2016. So if you are a fan of prior Harry Potter movies and you want them... What is this supposed to be? This is, I believe, uh, a book that Rowling released on kind of like a, a guide mm. to, I believe there so is a story component to it, but a lot of it is a guide to just oh. the creatures that exist in that universe. There's going to be a movie about it? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to make millions and millions and millions. This is going to be trilogy? a trilogy, yeah. Oh, that's just silly. Yeah. Is Harry Potter in it? I don't think so. Harry Potter. I do not think he is. It's just in that well, universe. Let's get Hermione in there. <laughs> Hermione should be in all of them. I want to get in her Hiney. Hey, oh, back when Sony was planning on rebooting the Spider-Man movie franchise, mm. actor and comedian Donald Glover started a grassroots campaign online to get cast in the role. Though the part eventually went to Andrew Garfield, many people put their support behind Glover and the movement eventually led to the creation of Miles Morales, the new ultimate Spider-Man. Now Glover finally gets a version of his wish as he'll provide the voice of Morales in an upcoming episode of Disney XD's Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. And there is uh, one of the first shots of Miles Morales as Spider-Man in the cartoon. Yep. Yep. So if people don't remember who Miles Morales is... Do some what? Trap work. Oh. (laughs) Skinny little neck. Well, Spider-Man's always been kind of a lanky individual. Yeah, like a spider. Right. So um, Morales took over the helm of Spider-Man in the Ultimate Comic Book series when Peter Parker died. So that is how uh, he came to be. But I believe it is some sort of a crossover because there was a clip that was put on online, too, that had Morales interacting with Peter Parker. So it looks like they're doing an alternate dimension type thing and all that. Hmm. But good for him to uh, actually get some version of that desire to play Spider-Man tackled, even if it is in this form. Yeah. Here's some exciting news because I know you love this as much as I do. Johnny Gat is larger than life in Volition's Saints Row Gat Out of Hell standalone expansion. <laughs> in Gat Out of Hell, players take on the role of Johnny Gat as he is sent into hell via a nefarious spirit board incident and left to combat demons, the horrors of the underworld, including prominent historical figures, and of course, the devil himself. <laughs> Saints Row Gat Out of Hell is coming to PC, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3 and PS4 on January 27th, 2015. I can't wait to see what hell looks like. Yeah, right? Well, there there is a trailer. 
Oh, and it is on thegeekgeneration.com. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you're not on the social media anymore, so you don't, don't see all even, the stuff that yeah. gets posted. But uh, yeah, cool. Looks fun, standalone. Like so if this is the only, if you've never played Saints Row and you want which a feel character for the is Johnny attitude, Gat? He is the one front and center. Oh, he is. Yeah, the main the one. one. You can no, no, oh, no, 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 not the president. Johnny Gat's the one uh, who you found a. Cl- Did you play four? No, I played three. Oh, I don't think he's was he in three. I, yeah, they mentioned Johnny a lot in three. I think he died in two or something. Yeah, and he's not really, or he dies at the beginning of three. He's the. I think he's Asian or like a mix of Asian and yeah. something else. He dies. So this, he dies and goes to hell. Uh, no, because oh. he, you, you bring him, you find him in four. Oh. So he wasn't actually dead. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. So he's not dead. <laughs> uh, in the trailer that you can yeah. watch on thegeekgeneration.com, uh, it shows them the Saints playing with a Ouija board. Yep. And then all of a sudden it spells something out and the president, your character, gets pulled into hell. And that's why you can't play as him anymore. Oh. So now you have to play as Gat and go save cool. him. Yeah. But like Gat, is, Gat is a fan favorite character. I like from that the they're series. just like, so where should we go with this next? <laughs> How about hell? We <laughs> conquered the US. We're president. Yep. De- we moved. Defeated an alien invasion. Oh, let's go to hell. The Matrix ish world and then hell. I like it. I always love more Saints Row stuff. So excited for that. I believe there's also going to be a version of Saints Row 4 that comes out for the next generation, too, uh, also in January of next year. Mm. Uh, that includes kind of le- like the big bundle pack that includes yeah. like all the DLC and all that stuff. Cool. So be on the lookout cool. for that as well. Earlier in August, Team Meat teased something called a Voyeur for September, which conveniently anagrams, by switching the letters around, to Super Meat Boy Forever, the supposed tease of a new Super Meat Boy game left fans salivating. Hmm. Huh? Ah, huh? I like huh? that. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, it should be written right. for TV. All right. Now at PAX Prime, Team Meat has officially announced Super Meat Boy Forever, a totally new touch-based Super Meat Boy game for phones, tablets, and Steam. Creator Edmund McMillan said of the game, Our goal with Super Meat Boy Forever is to design a new full-length platformer for touch devices from the ground up to avoid tacking bad controls on an existing design. We want to make something that embodies the original Super Meat Boy, but is designed around a simple yet intuitive control scheme, allowing for pinpoint accuracy and surprisingly deep controls without the use of multiple buttons or analog sticks. While some are saying the game is an endless runner, McMillan says the game will feature an endless mode, but the core game will feature a full story, six chapters, and double the bosses the original game featured. Unlike other games for phones and tablets, McMillan also wanted to assure fans that the game will not use abusive money tactics to drain your wallet and cheapen the game experience. While the game is only two months into development, there was a playable version shown at PAX, and a release is planned for some time next year. I know you have not played Super Meat Boy. You're not really on the independent gaming scene, though. (laughs) Just seeing all the Super Meat Boys on the screen there. So uh, Super Meat Boy was an incredibly successful game for them. It kind of made their name, and uh, they then released The Binding of Isaac, and now mm. this. They have temporarily suspended the development of their next game, Mugenics, to finish work on Super Meat Boy Forever, but Mugenics has not been canceled. They have said that they will resume development of that as soon as this game is all done cool. and released. I'm excited for Mugenics. I played a little bit of Super Meat Boy, and it's fun, uh, but it's not exactly my type of game. Mm. But I love The Binding of Isaac, What kind of game is it? It's a platformer, but it's also kind of like a puzzler, so you can see there's like blades down Mm. there. So you basically run through these levels that are consisting of different arrangements of blades and traps and everything, and you just try not to die. (laughs) Oh. Because one hit, and you dead. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Your meat and... Your meat, and those are blades. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Yep. So basically, you die a lot. Sci-Fi's Sharknado 2, the second one. Which we have not watched. We have not yet, which is sad, but we will. Has become the channel's most watched original movie ever, Mm. with 3.9 million total viewers. Wow. The movie also dominated social media, delivering 1 billion estimated impressions for Twitter conversations. At one point, Sharknado 2 held all top 10 trending topics in the United States. Wow. As we previously reported, Sharknado 3 has been scheduled for a premiere in July 2015. Wow. And that goes outside of their movie screenings that they did. Yeah. In addition to all that. Plus, they made like a Sharknado week 
they showed the movie like eight times over the course of a week or something. And all their other movies and all their other programs bumped up in ratings as a result of this Sharknado infusion. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know what's going to happen? They're going to make one that's good and nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. It's going to be accidental. <laughs> like Sharknado 4 will be an actual really good movie. Yeah. Nobody's going to watch it. <laughs> nobody's going to watch it because it's good. I didn't see number or... two, but is Tara Reid reprising her role as And Ian Ziering are both in it. Um, it's a trilogy, people. What and apparently, reasons? apparently, they are both demanding more money for three. Is this the most unexpected trilogy of all time? It might be. It might be. The trilogy that never should have happened <laughs> is happening. Just like The Hobbit should not have been a trilogy. <laughs> but just like that quote I read you earlier, nobody has come back through time to stop it. So how bad can it be? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not yet. Not Sharknado yet. 3 is yeah. not out right. yet. We don't know. Lastly. The Disney Channel has announced that they've ordered a second season of Girl Meets World. We never got past the pilot. No, we didn't. Well, I because I, I don't didn't. have access. Right. But you didn't even try. No, you didn't even try. No. Why? It wasn't good. But it could get better. <laughs> Not all pilots are fantastic. I watch enough stuff. I don't need to watch that, too. I must find it and watch it. Since its June premiere, the show is ranked as television's number one series among kids 2 to 11 Kids 6 to 11 and tweens 9 to 14, which is confusing to me. Because mm. if kids go from 6 to 11 and tweens go from 9 to 14, what's the difference between an 11-year-old kid and a 9-year-old tween? Hmm. Maybe just make... Disney's making shit. <laughs> Disney bought Webster's Dictionary and is changing words and stuff now, too. I don't know if tween is an actual defined word i mean we know what it means but it must be if they can use it as a demographic huh i'd vote for mickey as president i was just thinking like what if disney bought the presidency <laughs> yeah and they're just like so mickey mouse is the president i'd vote these like, cappuccino chips have a lingering they do they make you thirsty too mm. i don't like the coffee flavor that's left in my mouth oh well it's like it's real it's like drinking coffee now you have coffee breath yeah i don't like coffee <laughs> i like coffee ice cream I don't like coffee, coffee. Hmm. What? (laughs) You have a thought. Coffee ice cream is is like a national thing, right? You know, like coffee milk is like a Rhode Island thing. Mm -hmm. It's a syrup that tastes like coffee that you add to your milk to make it taste like coffee milk. It's in Massachusetts, too. Yeah, it's expanded a little bit. It was a Rhode Island original. Originally. Does everybody have coffee ice cream? I think so. I think so. I've never gotten ice cream. On the, can, can somebody not on the East Coast tell me if coffee ice cream, please? I really, like right now, as you're, I want you to pull over or just text <laughs> and drive. I don't really care what you do. Just don't die. Uh, can you send an email to the podcast at thegeekgeneration.com and just tell us if coffee ice cream is like a national thing? I'm pretty sure it is. I appreciate it. Thank you. We do need confirmation, though. But I, I, I could Google it, but why? why? I'd rather you do it, the listener. <laughs> let me know the co-host. Yes. Uh, so we do have a little bit of time left, and we could just shoot the shit. Or what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, oh, I, I, I am sensing upcoming episode. Ice cream, <gasps> taste ice cream. Test. We ice dropped cream the ball, is one of though, my favorites. Summer. I know. Ice cream is one of my favorite have things. You had pumpkin ice cream? Probably somebody mm-hmm. does. I've made protein ice cream. Yeah, I and I can make it taste just like a frosty. Ooh, my favorite. Let's start with this. If you get the the traditional trifecta of yeah. chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, which one do you go chocolate. with? Chocolate. That's the one you always eat first? Chocolate. Yeah. Not necessarily eat first. That's oh. my favorite. That's your favorite. But if I'm eating a Neapolitan I go strawberry. ice cream, I always mix the vanilla with something else because it's my least favorite of the three. It's boring. And it's boring. Uh, but I do also like to mix. the. Ch- I like to mix them, but I also mm. like the chocolate the best. But I don't necessarily eat them in that order. But my favorite flavor would be, well, I love Ben and Jerry's. That's like my favorite brand of ice cream. Yeah, but and they have flavor, so anything. Yeah. Um, my favorite is the, it used to be called Coffee Heat Bar Crunch, and yep. now it's just Coffee Toffee Bar Crunch, because oh. I think they just separated from the, yeah. the Heath label. But I love, I love toffee so much. So the fact that it's in there with the coffee ice cream. Yep. And it's not just a plain ice cream either. Oh, so good. Such a nice combo. There's also, I love, I love coffee ice cream, which is so weird because I don't care for coffee itself. I like coffee flavored things. Mm. And there's a, what is it? Is it hood or is it friendlies? 
makes a coffee cookies like coffee and cookies thing cool so instead of it just being like an oreo cookie crumble like a cookies and cream mm. it's that idea but it's coffee instead of vanilla ice like, cream sounds good yeah i like those i like uh peanut butter cup ice cream i don't want peanut butter in my ice cream oh well i like chocolate and peanut butter and it, but I do it's too, always but... like it's vanilla ice cream but it yeah. has peanut butter cups in it which makes me go why why wouldn't you use chocolate ice cream i guess you could go either way it could be overkill some, be. I mean, I'm sure they have those. Have you had like a, a Moose Tracks ice cream? That's nah, all right. Well, it's the same idea. It's just yeah. that with like some fudge swirls in there too. And I think sometimes they throw in nuts. And sometimes I don't think they had marshmallow. Oh, that's Rocky Road. That's Rocky Road. Mm. Yeah. 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 Peanut butter cup ice cream is probably my favorite. I had blueberry ice cream once. That was really good. Yeah. I like sorbets a lot. Mm. It's not really ice cream, is it? No, but it's, it's in that family. Mm. Just the fruity flavors and stuff. Okay, <laughs> uh, we do have a little bit of time left, um, so we are actually going to hop into the spoiler room yeah. to talk about Teenage Ninja Turtles, which we talked a little bit about last week. Uh, we didn't get into too much detail, but this time we actually can. So just for those of you who have not been in the spoiler room before, mm-hmm. as soon as we enter, anything we say is fair game. You're getting your warning here, and it's why we do it at the end of the episode. So if you don't want to hear anything about Teenage Ninja Turtles, the movie... The rebooted movie, the Michael Bay garbage movie, <laughs> right? Uh, you can leave now, but if you would like to join us for the conversation, let's go in. Access granted. Welcome. Okay, this shouldn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> I had such high hopes, such high hopes for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Despite the fact that I knew it was going to be a Michael Bay produced and the fact that it was Michael Bay produced and not directed, it was actually actually directed by Jonathan Liebsman. Uh, I thought maybe that would save it from being Michael Bayized, if that's a thing we can I say. I don't think it was the director's fault. I don't think it was necessarily. Well, for one, they start with a horrible script. So that well, was bad to begin shit. with. That's where we start. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said before that you didn't... are you sure you don't advocate violence because if you got the <laughs> let me ask you I'm serious okay the the the, the writers sit down at a table do you not smack them with the script first that's acceptable okay that's acceptable <laughs> Is nobody it because nobody's your getting hand that hurt. isn't physically hitting them but they're being hit by a script sure okay sure <laughs> I like that now you had said afterwards that you actually enjoyed it I thought I we enjoyed it. it I enjoyed seeing them on the screen again okay. I you know I thought uh, what's her face there uh, Megan Fox Megan Fox it was it was I mean I don't she was see fine she was okay my biggest issue I mean she's not the strongest actress but she was fine as April O'Neil yeah the problem was that they then focused the entire movie around her right she was the central character when it could have been the turtles or something in the uh, the original movie April O'Neil was the character. Yes, but it's still focused more on the turtles, and there was uh, a story. Too. There was a story, and I, <laughs> there was a story. Well, I mean, there was a story to this too, and you made a good point. You you said with the original turtles, mm-hmm. there was a story of it's kind of like don't follow the herd. Like mm-hmm. look at your surroundings and just be yourself and do what you think is right. Yes, versus good guy versus bad guy. Yes. I see the difference. So there was a morality too. There was more the going movie. on in the first movie. There was development. Yeah, there was a challenge that they overcame and everything. And it was it was a personal challenge as well as just an adventure challenge, right. like a fight challenge. The couple things in the movie that I really had an issue with were some stupid little silly things. One thing that I was relieved to see and I thought was funny because of all the outrage around it is that remember all those reports about. The turtles being aliens or right. the ooze being of alien origin. Nothing. Not one mention of aliens right. in the entire movie. Where did they, yeah, where did they say they got the ooze from? I think they created it and I don't remember how, but they yeah. created it from something. But either way, maybe that was of alien origin. I don't know. I thought there was but one I don't moment remember somewhere something. where they mentioned something about it being alien. It's possible. But even still, people freaked out about something yeah. so trivial. Uh, I know that there were plans in the original script to include stuff like Dimension X and Krang and things yeah. like that. And that all got written out because they didn't have time. Because that would have been good. <laughs> well, I still listen before anything. Bebop and Rocksteady, for God's sake. I know. I'm those still... are besides Shredder. 
those are the next two like two that you I would really want to see. I'm still bummed that the original movies in Secret of the Use we got Toka and Razor when Bebop they or? already had Bebop and Rocksteady. I know. Yeah, a I rhino if there was, and a fucking warthog. I wonder if there was a legal reason for that. Like someone else created those characters and therefore they couldn't use them. Oh, in the movie. I, I, that would be pissed if that. It's was very possible. But smack that guy too. It's very possible. Everybody's getting smacks. <laughs> um, but there were a couple things that I had particular beefs with with the movie. Overall, it just lacked heart and it had no real point. It was mm-hmm. it was a very two dimensional surface movie, and a bunch of stuff happened, but none of it really meant anything. Right. Like we didn't feel connected to the turtles or any one character like we did in the original movies. Like we really understood their different personalities and things like that. The fact that they learned ninjutsu from a textbook, come on. Mm. Stupid. Shredder was a complete wasted character. Yeah, it was. And he had no connection to the turtles whatsoever. No. He was basically just a bruiser. He wasn't some like massive major threat. And he looked silly with all the knives crazy. I know. It would have been nice. They shouldn't have done the crazy knife thing. I would be like, maybe you save that for some other time. Right. But to start him off like that. Was there any connection to anybody to Japan at all? Aside from like maybe Shredder came from Japan? No. Like I don't think so. It's missing so much that made the story work. Like the fact that Splinter and Shredder had a direct connection is why their feud was so important. It was master against master. It was like your army that you're a master of versus my turtles that I'm a master of. And it's all rooted in this feud that developed years and years and years ago. And that's why behind their battle, there's also like this blood feud going on. That was a major part of it. And that was completely stripped out of the movie. Yeah. Which was no good. I still was taken out. Uh, knowing that they weren't really there bothered me. The CGI. Yeah. It yeah. just bothers me. I want to see them really there. Yeah. I need one. Va- I need to. I, I want to know why. I want one reason why it was less expensive or easier to put them on the screen through CGI than it was to put dudes in a suit. I assume action wise it was easier. Because a suit might not but, offer the flexibility. But they didn't. Granted, I'm not trying to defend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in no, any way. But I don't know. They, they didn't do anything crazy over the top, did they? They had some pretty elaborate action scenes and battles. Granted, it was hard to follow most of them. But look at the ones they did in the original, even the, the first three. Which were totally acceptable. The, yeah, it was martial arts moves. So right. it should be somewhat realistic. And our technology for practical effects should be much better now. Right. So I, I, I agree. Just, I it should it. still it be. It just bothers me. At first, when I saw them, I was like, all right, this might work. Mm-hmm. When they're not on screen with another person. They're okay. Mm-hmm. Like when the four are in the elevator, I'm like, kind of, they're there. And then I was still creeped out by him a little bit. They're they're scary looking, mm. especially Michelangelo. Mm. He had the worst. Like he did. The nostrils are weird. It's so strange. In every every version of the turtles, they have that like rounded beak, right? That turtle beak, right? Taking that away made them look less like turtles, almost like and people. more like creepy weird people. Yeah. Uh, they should have just stuck with. The costumes. They could have even used the exact same costumes. Yeah. They should have just been Ninja Turtles 4. Which brings up another beef. When you're talking about costumes, these are ninjas, correct? Right. They're taught to move with stealth. Right. Why do they have more flair than a TGI Fridays employee? Ooh, good reference. <laughs> like, what the hell? There was a lot of flair. There's so much stuff that can jingle jangle and move around, yet they're supposed to be silent stuff. I That's like, why they wear so little. Yeah. There's a reason for it. We don't and need they, to accessorize. They were, they were very large. Yes. They were probably rocking it at what, like six, seven? Oh, sure. They're a little too big. They're not going to be stealthy at six. Can Shaquille O'Neal be stealthy? No. Well, who knows? We'll find out in Shaq Fu too. Right. I don't know. That's an issue. I I don't know. I think I just enjoyed it because it was like, cool, they're back on the screen. And there were moments that I laughed and the action scenes were good. I watched it and I I didn't go, cool, they're back on the screen. I was like, oh, man, they're not back on the screen. Like, these are not the Ninja Turtles. They should put the original back on the screen for like a week and see. I'd watch it. So would I. Oh, I wonder if I could hey, do that. Can we do that? I might be able to. Granted, it's never worked in the past. But for this us, is but the turtles. Like this is true. our chance. If that's this true. fails, <laughs> this is it. We'll put it at a time that kids can go to. Yeah, yeah. 
They'll be like, hey, you want to watch a good Ninja Turtles movie? <laughs> hey. Hey, here you go. There were a couple good things about the movie. What'd you think about the foot? clan instead of being ninjas being more militarized that was whatever i know right, it didn't bother you no not too much i didn't like their faces the masks no i wasn't big on it but the, f- I mean, the first movie was just so perfect it was it was good the foot clan everything it was good and the pizza hut references in this one were just pizza hut paid a lot for that yeah. i think uh domino's I, definitely lost out <laughs> i did laugh at a few of mikey's lines yeah and the elevator beatbox scene yeah was probably the best thing it was the only time that i was like oh that that's them that's my turtles that's them and then wait where'd they go wait bring them back it was like it was like a little tease of what it could have been the whole movie could have been like that yes there was there wasn't much in the way of personality differences no leonardo had zero i didn't like the voices either no the voices need to be better Corey feldman come on bring back i don't and like i love tony shalhoub don't get me wrong but Splinter needs to Splinter be. Splinter looked not good. Splinter needs a Japanese. Yeah, he doesn't need the the mustache. He needs yeah, the beard. He had like the Fu Man. I don't even he know. He had what a it Fu Manchu mustache. It was terrible. He needed the the one beard strand. I don't know why they don't just rip off the TV show that's on right now because it's so good. Michael Bay wanted to do his own thing. Yeah, well, some people make. I mean, bad where decisions. did they get this version from? Nowhere, right? These are just completely. They unique adapted ca- their own version. Uh. Why don't you adapt the version that's successful? This was successful. It was bad, but it was successful. Two's on the way. Well, he did it with, he's just following the Transformers format. If I put it out there, they will pay for it. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. And I said this a couple weeks ago, too, is that you go into a movie. Of course, we were going to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's bad or not, we already paid our money. That's how we figured out it was bad. So, of course, it's going to be successful enough to make a sequel. But now the question is, do you see the sequel? I don't think I'm going to pay for it. Not in a theater. I am going to wait to see what the reviews are first. Mm. If people come out and go, you know what? They fixed the problems. It's not the best, but they made they fixed what they did wrong, and it's better. I'm hoping that between movie one and movie two, they mutate a little more and develop their turtle noses. I hope that, that there's have. real people in suits. Please. Yes. And let's, uh, I don't know what the hell Shredder's doing. Is he dead? Like, maybe? They played the same fucking game with him that they did in the first one. He falls yeah. off a building and yeah. does that shit. I mean, they were nods to the first movie. Now, if they give us Krang and Dimension X in the next one, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to see it. I'm just saying <laughs> it's something new. I'm saying. It's something yeah, new for that, the they, they live might action screw that screen. up. Yeah. What if they give you Bebop and Rocksteady? That would be exciting. Would you see it? I don't know. Watch, they'll do Krang. They'll make a giant brain body and put a little person in his belly. <laughs> like, this is our version of Krang. You sons of bitches. <laughs> you know, oh my God, they could use the big show. <laughs> and Hornswoggle. Oh my God. Oh, the big show could fit the mold for that. They would have, they would have big show as the body and then just have like a green screen yeah. on his yeah. stomach. I'd be down for that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, else could play that spot. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, that would be cool. Any other uh, thoughts about it before we kind of wrap it up? It bothered me that Ra- we're just we're shitting on it. Well, it, it was me- bad. I, Raphael didn't have the band. He had the full bandana, like a biker bandana. It wasn't just the eye cover. I was okay with that. Really? Yeah, because they have done that in some versions of the Turtles. They've varied the bandana looks between mm-hmm. them. And that's okay. That to me, that adds some separation, some personality. But I was angry about Donatello's sunglasses or his glasses. His, his glasses, just because it's the stereotypical nerd thing to do. Be like, let's move on. You don't need to do that. Let's let him be smart without having to have the yeah. the taped up the taped up gla- glasses. <laughs> like not even just glasses. The like, tape we're gonna in give the him character. Yeah, let's put him nerd glasses on. Yeah, be like Raphael's how do we make someone look bandana. smart? How do we make someone look smart? Remember that Revenge of the Nerds movie? Let's do that. That's not outdated at all. Uh, There was no hidden scene. Nope. I was hoping. We sat through the credits. There were a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of credits. (laughs) A lot of credits. Uh, uh, No hidden scene. There could have been something. Even if it was just like they copied the Avengers, it was just them sitting around all eating pizza. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I could, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> As like a, a parody of that scene. Yeah. Sure. They did nothing. 
April in the shower, you know, something. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, come on. It's what the people want. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel it makes me sad now. I was sad. Now you know how it I feel. It makes me want to go watch the original again. Yeah, me too. I'm going to watch the cartoon. I'll stay on with that one. Mm. I just bought uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Band-Aids the other day, too. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. And uh, it's the cartoon version of them, and I was happy. I'm happy with the turtles that I have right now. I don't need this garbage new they, version. They didn't do an action figure line for the movie, did they? I believe they did. And they look like that? Mm-hmm. Creepy as hell. I still have my originals on a box. Me in too. In the basement. Me too. Uh, well, we'll see what they do. Yeah. They had the turtle mobile. Yeah. But that wasn't so cool. They're too big. Mm-hmm. They're too big. Mm-hmm. Yuck. They're going to bring Shredder back. It's going to be super. They have a lot to rewrite. So they're just going to do all the same stuff. Okay, let's wrap it up there. Uh, final thought or something you want to plug? Mm, no. Okay. Tell you. To see everything we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. You can support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast.thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. The link to their site can also be found on our site. Next time we see you guys, it will be episode 200. 200! Volpe has been waiting to do the intro for that for so long. Uh, so we will see you then. Later. See ya. Make it so.